Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. This week we have Sally O'Boyle from Vitality Health. She's also known as Sally O. That's her blogger name. And she is joining Tom this week. And here is our host, Tom Dupree. Welcome to the Tom Dupree Show. I'm going to start off by reading some scripture from Matthew 6. Take heed that you do not do your alms before men to be seen of them. Otherwise, you have no reward of your Father which is in heaven. Wherefore, when thou doest thine alms, do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. But when thou doest thine alms, let not thy left hand know what thy right hand doeth, that thine alms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret himself shall reward thee openly. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites, for they love to pray, standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men. Verily, I say unto you, they have their reward. But thou, when thou prayest, enter thy closet, when thou hast shut thy door, pray to thy father which is in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they shall be heard for their much speaking. Be not therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of before you ask him. And then, of course, Jesus says, Pray the Our Father, which heart in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. These are the words of Jesus Christ from Matthew Chapter 6. Sally O, thank you for being on the show today. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I read your um, blog. I think your, your blog is called the Kentucky Free Press. Yes. And you talked about um, what's gone on in the uh, state since the virus under Governor Bashir, and it was primarily uh, a discussion of the economy and the high amount of job loss and, and business losses that have taken place. And it's interesting because back in May, um, our senator, um, Rand Paul, was interviewed um, by Lawrence Smith, uh, this was in the, this was on WDRB in Louisville. Kentucky U.S. Senator Rand Paul says Kentucky Governor Andy Bashir is drunk with power and the shutdown needs to end as soon as possible. He now thinks he can dictate to every business in Kentucky what they must do to stay open, Paul said in an interview with uh, WDRB's Lawrence Smith. This is a huge mistake. 
for any society or any state to give so much power to one person. For goodness sakes, the state legislature has had no say in any of this. And what about the mayors and the judge executives and the property owners and the churchgoers and the church owners? Do we not have any say anymore in what we do? Do we have to take a dictate from the governor? Um, then it, it goes on to talk about uh, that Rand Paul himself had been um, tested positive for the uh, cananovirus, coronavirus, I call it that. She doesn't like it. <laughs> That's for my benefit. And, uh, and that, that he now has the antibodies, you know, I guess that's like getting the T-shirt, been there, done that, got the T-shirt kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But uh, you seem to be pretty vocal, uh, and you're, what I like about the fact uh, of you being here is that you're kind of an average person in the Commonwealth. You're, you're not a big politician or person like that. Doctor, you're, lawyer. You're simply asking questions. And um, we, the little people, are not supposed to ask questions. We're supposed to let the um, the experts tell us. But you've evidently been asking a lot of questions, and you might want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm distrustful of my government just by nature. Yeah. So and and the fact that you know Andy is behaving like a king. We, we don't live, we live in a, a, a republic, yes. a democratic republic, and we're supposed to be, um, we are the leaders, not him. That's right. Also, there's no provision in, in either constitution, the Kentucky or the United States constitution, uh, for my, my government to protect my personal body. Yeah. That's out of their purview. And that's what all of these shutdowns are supposed to be about. You know, some of the questions that we've been asking from the very beginning is, why is Walmart open and <clears throat> the little store down the street cannot be open? You know, the quick shop. Right. Does the virus know that it, it can't go in Walmart? <laughs> why can restaurants be, why, can, why do you have to wear a mask from the restaurant to your table? Yeah. And I understand why you can't, you can't eat with a mask on, but does the virus know that it, if you're seated down, if you're seated down eating, seated down. If you're sitting down eating, that it can't attack you. Yes. He's going to put a curfew on for ten o'clock, so the virus knows that after ten, it needs to, you know, go yeah. away. I, I, it makes no sense. Well, I've been uh, interested in these. I guess is he still doing these daily? Uh, conferences at, at, at four o'clock every day I, uh, I don't know i can't watch yeah. i tried to watch once but it it just seems like um i don't know it, it, it just over and over this 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 same uh kind of uh as if you're dealing with a group of people that don't have any brains or have an inability to think and reason well, apparently, some of them don't want to reason. They, they, you know, if if the king says do this, they do that. Yeah. You know the whole mask mandate. There's, 
I mean, it's, it's crappy science on both sides of the, of the fence here. There's, they've never done a study, a long-term study of healthy people wearing masks. Is it effective or not? Right. There's a lot of evidence that it's there's, not effective. There's things you're supposed to take at face value and not question. Yes. And if you question it, if you question it on Facebook, you're shut down. Yeah. You are. At, why is social media censoring so many questions? Are we not allowed to ask questions? I put a, a, um, a post up about hydroxychloroquine and Facebook took it down and said they took it down because I was promoting ideas that were harmful. Meanwhile, thousands of doctors are curing people of COVID around the world using hydroxychloroquine. Yeah, you, you cited some examples about that. And, and I've uh, sort of stood back from the debate and, and not really had a dog in that fight about pro or, or negative hydroxychloroquine. But you, you had some things you... Well, there were just recently there were several doctors who stood on the steps of the Supreme Court of the right. United States and spoke about out that. about hydroxychloroquine. They presented President Trump with um, a letter signed by 600 doctors. There's a doctor in Kentucky, and I don't want to say his name or where he is, who is using hydroxychloroquine to great effect. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and he says, everybody needs to know about this. Now, this video was made back in March, and I asked my friend who knows him, I said, is he still using it? And she said, yes. The pharmacy board in Kentucky forbade it being used. The pharmacy board gets to dictate to the rest of us what drugs we can use, yeah, what drugs they, our doctor can use. They did that in Ohio also. And they overturned it immediately because the kickback from the citizens was so strong. Yeah. And in Kentucky, the pharmacy board overturned it on July 29th. Okay. Pretty much the same time at the that. So the you can still day. have it prescribed. Now you here. can. Yeah. Yes. Well, but then there's some pharmacies that are refusing to fill it. Yes. So. Right. Well, they may not know. I mean, surely the pharmacies know, but now they have to fill it because the pharmacy board took away all restrictions on really? July 29th. So, you know, a week ago. Well, that's an improvement. Yeah, definitely. And the, you know, the doctors who stood on the on the steps, and I've heard this from other doctors. Uh, you know. Who are not Fauci? If if it's not Fauci saying it, they're you know if it's not Fauci or Burke saying it or Doctor Oz on TV, it must not be true. Right. Um, but there are there are doctors all over the place. You know the the disturbing thing that kind of goes above all this is how um susceptible and almost um, ready we've become to accept uh, totalitarianism, you know, to, to accept being dictated to in every area of our lives. And I feel for Kentuckians as this Paul begins to hang over them. I mean, it. it I, I saw the other day, and I don't know if this number is correct, but that um, Bashir has a 63% approval rating. And, uh, I mean, I, I, it, was in the, it was in some newspaper. Um, I don't know. But yet we elect somebody like Rand Paul. So are we schizophrenic? I mean, to, to have... That kind of politician 
and then this kind. Right. I don't understand it. I mean, you know. Most of our congressmen and our senators are, are Republican. They are. And then we elect a Democratic governor. Well, and the House is, you know. Um, well, and, and, and you could argue that Bevin really lost the race in a sense. He uh, did. He did. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't understand um, how people seem to be so ready to give up their own um, ability to reason and ask questions and just, I don't know if it's too much TV or too much internet or, or what it is, or not enough history lessons. When I was in, in high school in, at GRC in Winchester, and I was going into my senior year, and this was 1972, that was the first year... I think I'm remembering this correctly, that they didn't require civics. And I was thrilled because who wants to learn about government in high school? So instead I had a class called 20th Century Problems. We talked about sex. I thought that was a great class. But they don't teach government. They don't teach the Constitution. We, we homeschooled our kids um, all the way through. And one year we, we bought a, a government book. Because we thought, okay, this would be great to have, you know. And the very first page says, don't forget to pay your taxes. That's the most important thing a citizen can do. And, of course, we threw the book away because we wanted to learn about the history of government and how, you know, how did taxes come about. But to have that be the first page, we were like, no, this is not up our alley. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> so many things I thought about while you were talking. You know, we, we our generation... I think I, you know, our generation is the generation, we're the frogs in the pot. And we watched the water boiling here and there and there, and we thought it could never happen here. And in one day, March 16th or 17th, whatever day they shut us down, our world changed forever. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, people say it took four months. It didn't take four months. It was one day. They sent all That's the waitresses right. home, and we were done. And we allowed that to happen, and I think it's... You know, we, we need to turn this ship around. But that is the unintended consequence of this whole thing is that so many people are waking up to the fact that they better do so. If they want freedom, the freedom to think. I don't think a lot of people want freedom. A lot of I people are waking up. I think they don't want it. I, I, I think they're scared to death they of it. They are scared to death. And that is, you know, if there's one point I want to get across, and we talked about this, is that it, this is not a dangerous virus. Over half of the deaths in the United States have been in nursing homes. Um, over half of the deaths are clustered in seven states. The average age of death is over 65, well over 65. If you contract the virus, you have like a 0.5 of 1% chance of dying. Right. So a half of 1%. So you've got a 99.5% chance of living. Yes. Yeah. You know, and on the websites, we looked on the CDC, on one of the websites, and it said, uh, 4.9 million cases of coronavirus, um, 160,000 dead, 1.5 million recovered. We're like, where are the other 3.2 million? Yeah. They just leave those out. Well, I, I, yes. I have a cousin we went to visit in a southern state, and we were staying at his beach house, but he lived in the city. And uh, we were going to go in to meet him for dinner one night, and he called and said, uh, I've been tested positive for the coronavirus. Three weeks later, he had no symptoms at all. 
And um, now and, I don't. And I don't. He's, he's seventy-two years old, and he's overweight, and he's not in the healthiest condition. He's got COPD condition. also, yeah. and he he had no no symptoms. Now, was it was it a false positive? I, I don't know. Right. The testing is so unreliable. Yeah. You know, if I test positive and I go in there and they say, well, who have you been in contact with? And I name your names. You're positive, too. Yeah. That's how they inflate the numbers. Um, I heard the story about some people in Florida standing in line. Yes. And it took too long. So they went home and they called them the next day and told them they tested positive. Yes. Yeah, I've heard that, too, many times. But I used to read the Drudge Report uh, regularly. Now it's become, you know, totally different than what it used to be. But they have just absolutely fanned the flames of fear. I think the fear, the fear. In, in this thing is, is worse than the, the sickness itself. What it has done to people. It's aged them. It is. It has caused them to to cringe in fear and 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 not want to do anything. And and uh, you know, it says in the Bible, so many places, fear not. Fear is something that the enemy uses to cripple people and 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 basically. Uh, hamstring their destiny uh keep them from doing what god has for them in in their lives and uh um and 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 this is one of the biggest um things about this and and i just believe that you know it's wrong in jesus name i believe it's wrong and uh um i think it it needs to be fought against and called out for what it is This is why I don't wear a mask. I refuse to wear a mask. And at first, people, when the mask mandate first came down, uh, people were very upset. And a couple of people told me I couldn't come in their store. So I didn't. Um, But then people started to relax about it. And there have been so many fights in stores over, you know, maskers attacking the non-maskers or vice versa. Um, so people have really relaxed, and nobody asks me anything. If people say anything, I say I have a health condition that prevents me from wearing a mask. And the mask is, people say, well, what, what difference does it make? Just put a mask on. It's just not that big a deal. To me, it is my line in the sand. It, uh, wearing a mask perpetuates the fear. I need to be afraid of you, and you need to be afraid of me. So let's there keep our distance. There is some truth to that. Absolutely. It promotes fear. It promotes um, that energy. It promotes Doing what you're what what you're told. Yeah. You know this virus is not dangerous, unless you're very sick and old. Mm-hmm. It's just not that you know. Seven hundred and sixty people in the state of Kentucky have died from the virus, and that is out of four and a half million people. Mm-hmm. Um, four hundred and seventy-two of them died in nursing homes. Yeah. So less than three hundred people. Your chance of dying of coronavirus in Kentucky, I did the math, it's not hard, is one in sixteen thousand six hundred people. If you go on the website and look at um, what's your chance of dying from this and this and this, one in 114 people die in a car accident. 
One in 654 people die as the occupant of a car. One in 14,000 people die on the way to the moon. (laughs) So your chance of dying of coronavirus in Kentucky is literally less than, you know, if you flew to the moon. And we're scared to death. And we're scared to death. And the media, all of the media, the newspapers, um, all of the mainstream media, they're 50 to 70% funded by Big Pharma. And it, you you got to know that you're what you put on the air, what you what you say is dependent on what your supporters say you can say. All right, Sally, we need to take a well. It's not. It's a, a little bit about six minute break. Uh, you're listening to the Tom Dupree Show, powered by Dupree Financial Group, coming to you from our studios on Main Street. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Welcome back to the Tom Dupree Show for the second half of the hour. Joining us is Sally O'Boyle, and here's our host, Tom Dupree. Welcome back. Um, Sally, um, what other things would you like to talk about? (laughs) Well, I want people, you know, we went into an ice cream store the other night. There were seven of us. And none of us had masks on. And we walked in, and there was a family in front of us of seven people, and they all had masks on, including the children. And they were glancing nervously back at us as we were um, standing in line. We were six feet away. We respected their, their fear. And as soon as the kids got their ice cream and the adults, they all took off their masks to eat the ice cream. Yeah. Uh, it just makes no sense. Uh, can't you eat ice cream with a mask on? I don't, we better find out a way or we're all going to die, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Of malnutrition. Uh, of malnutrition, that's right. So there are, um, you know, something my husband and I talk about is never before in the history of the world have we quarantined the healthy. Right. And, in, and suddenly we all have to be quarantined. And the, the, the root of the fear was Neil Ferguson's model from the imperial college in london and he is famous for his models all being failures really yet we listened to this one and he said 2.2 million people in the united states were going to die and everybody panicked and we did too we were like oh my god what is this and then it turned out to be wrong but nobody's acknowledging that we have nothing to fear yeah that that seems to be one of the big um holes in this whole thing is that those in power like Fauci and others, they don't go back and say, well, I was wrong about this back then. They just move forward and make another pronouncement. They can never admit they're wrong because for one thing, if they admitted they're wrong, think of all the lawsuits. Yeah. And that's a big reason why a lot of businesses remain closed is that you know they're afraid that somebody's going to go in there and get sick and blame them for it right but they don't do that for the flu i I don't think those lawsuits could hold up you could never prove that that's where you caught the coronavirus yeah that's right it seems to me that it's much bigger than the coronavirus it's about controlling the minds of the population you know to where we won't question things Absolutely. where where we will will not uh ask questions 
about things and will become supple and compliant. Um, Obedient taxpayers. And, um, you know, I I take my dog for uh, a walk in the mornings and I I see these houses with the little green lights on, which that, that means we support Governor Andy. If you if you noticed any of those where they have the lights over the doors, they've put green ones in there. That that's that's a sign of of support, and um, you know it it just seems to me, and and I can't speak for other states because I don't live there, but it seems to me that Kentuckians or at least people in Lexington uh, kind of seem to be yearning to have somebody tell them what to do. And um, this is something that didn't happen overnight. It has, has been a long process, uh, many decades, but you know, we're we're here at this point now. I don't know how we go back unless a lot of people speak out with a united voice and say this is wrong. It's just wrong. It's it's hard to do that because our you know, the social media has been so fantastic. I've lived in Florida. I've lived in Costa Rica. I've lived in New York. I have friend, a lot of friends, and it's fantastic to keep in touch with people that you love in other places. Yeah. And even family who live down the street. I mean, you just don't see them every day. So you keep up with people, but it's, it's also been the way that we get news out if you're not yeah, a I news mean, reporter. Yeah, I mean, Elizabeth, she gets most of her news on Facebook, it seems. We get all of ours. We don't have cable TV. Yeah, I I don't watch the nightly news anymore, and no. I've got alerts on my phone where I get headlines. And um, anyway, speaking of which, I got an alert just a little bit ago that that um, the Supreme Court, of the Kentucky. Kentucky Supreme Court, has set a date to hear the arguments in the case about Governor Bashir's COVID nineteen orders. Good, because we have the the Supreme Court judges are elected. There are seven of them, and they represent districts. So you're allowed, it's not, they're nonpartisan, supposedly, mm-hmm. um, but you're allowed to write to them and say, we want to hear this. And so we've started kind of a movement of writing to your Supreme Court. You can write to all of them, or you can write to yours and say, we demand that this be heard, mm-hmm. because they could sit on it until January and just allow him, you know, this is the lawsuit that Chris Wiest filed um, that... Who was, what's that? It's the, it was the Speedway case. It was about having uh, Keeneland be open. Okay. And daycare centers. And I'm not totally familiar. My husband's read the opinion, but it went to Judge Brueggemann in Northern Kentucky, district judge, and he ruled that um, none of the mandates were, were lawful, that Andy cannot shut down all the businesses. He can't make us wear a mask. Um, he can't do the, all the things he's done. So this would reverse all of those and let us get back to work and open up our businesses. Right. Well, of course, Bashir took it to the Supreme Court. There were also steps. He wasn't, it wasn't supposed to go directly to the Supreme Court. There are laws that say it has to go to this place and then go Appeals back to Brueggemann. Appeals Court. Brugge, and go back to Brueggemann, yeah. 
Yeah. And they skipped all that and went right to the Supreme Court, who was sitting on it. They weren't even going to hear it. But hopefully our letter-writing campaign pushed their buttons a little bit. They are, you know, they do have to respond to us. That's and, good. Yeah. So now they're going to hear it. That's fantastic. On, on September the 17th is the date that was just announced. They have to wait that long because they can't read it? What, you know. But, okay, they're going to hear it. That's good. At least that's good. Yeah. And the date yeah. is set. And the date is set. Thank you. That's good. So those are the things that we're doing. We have a group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. This is why Facebook is so valuable. Um, I'm amazed they haven't shut it down. They've I mean, shut down lots of them. They shut down every, like we were talking, every time you post about... Hydroxychloroquine. Thank you. I, I'd like Tom and the coronavirus and how he says... <laughs> Cananavirus? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't encourage him. Okay. Um, I, I, I cannot... That drug, I've got a mental block. Hydroxychloroquine. That's right. He'll be whispering that tonight to me as we're sitting. Hydroxychloroquine. You can get it. You can do it. And then the guy in West Texas who's got the budesonone. Yes. Yeah. Budesonide. Yeah. Yes. So the question is, you were talking about the liability. And and what can be the problem with trying these things? I mean, you're not going to kill somebody from it. They just passed the right to try law, right? So if you're, when my sister died of cancer, it was horrible to watch her die. And the hospice workers told her that if she smoked marijuana, because it's a good stress reliever, a pain reliever, and there are no side effects, that they would take away her morphine. I mean, that's a horrible thing to say to somebody. But, you, but they have right to try laws. So if you're desperately ill, you're allowed to try anything. But except for hydroxychloroquine, apparently. Yeah. Well, and, and it, none of it really adds up. We were talking, once again, we talked during, before the show so we'd get a game plan and, and breaks. Um, and the, the way that Facebook's censoring about it, the way the FDA has outruled or outlawed a drug that has been available for years 65 65 years and used used by people with lupus uh, rheumatoid arthritis and of course for malaria and if you go to a, a malaria country they hand you a pack and say take these every day just take them so you won't get malaria and even on the CDC website, there's a, a two-page PDF that talks about hydroxychloroquine, how safe it is, how there are no side effects, how you know it's great for these uh, these diseases. And yet, everybody says you can't take it unless we have a year-long, double-blind, placebo-controlled study. This is suspicious. I'm and, sorry. And why does Facebook object to to people yes. talking about it? Why does Twitter object? I why think does why do all the social media outlets? YouTube takes videos down. Well, Google has a pharmaceutical company, and I believe that the, that the vaccine, which will make billions of dollars, especially if, you know, 7.4 billion people have to take the vaccine, there's a lot of money in that. Well, and my... Uh, my uh, I, don't, I don't for a minute put it past the drug companies uh, to yeah. have a, a stake in it. Well, in my aha moment... I did not realize that for a vaccine to be mandated and to have to be used by the most amount of people, there cannot be an alternative treatment. It's the FDA's Emergency Use Authorization, EUA. And it says right in there, I looked it up. And it says, 
Something, any treatment can only be mandated if there's no alternative treatment. So, therefore, they don't want any alternative treatment. No. Because that makes, makes it. The yeah, the vaccine. Would, you would not need a vaccine if hydroxychloroquine cured it, which thousands and thousands of doctors say it does. There's a, there's a senator in Michigan, a state house, state house or senator, who said it saved her life, and she didn't know about it until tr- President Trump mentioned it. And then she got it, and it, she was going downhill fast and saved her life. And I've heard that a couple of times, too, that yeah. it has, has saved people's lives. So that leads me to the next question. Where is the liability if this is ever exposed exactly. as a conspiracy? The lives that have been Fauci lost. Fauci should be in jail. He's murdered by his actions and his statements. He should be in jail. Hundreds of thousands. There's a, there's a, a Yale doctor who said, um, I wish I could think of his name right now, who said seventy five to 100,000 lives could have been saved if hydroxychloroquine were available. A Yale, of course, he's, he's not an expert. Yeah. He's not on TV, so who would believe him? Well, it also gives you a clearer picture of, of the, um, the power that these social media outlets have. And, and well, it's just like the influencers. There are all these influencers that are driving around in Lamborghinis and all these expensive cars, taking these expensive vacations, and they are broke. But people think that they are all that because that's what they're seeing. And unfortunately, it doesn't seem like Americans dig much deeper beneath the surface well, then Forbes that's, that's said the we biggest problem enough. right there is yes. it, is that people the ability to think critical and thinking to, yeah to do critical thinking and research is too painful for most people and therefore they simply um they want to be told what to do and they have abdicated uh their role as critical thinkers, they've they've given it up. Mm-hmm. And if you don't exercise um, your rights and your abilities, uh, somebody else will. Yes. You know, we, we <clears throat> my husband and I, we uh, were lived in Key West for 20, 25 years. And then we moved to Costa Rica and we had a lot of time on our hands um, through a series of events. And we started doing a lot of research and it seemed to us that, you know, somewhere over the process of our lives, both people have to work. Mom and dad have to go to work and that's socially acceptable and the kids get raised by their schooling or by the the nanny or the, the daycare center. So we're working all day long and we come home, we have to make dinner, we have to feed the kids, get them to do their homework, to get them baths. When do you have time to research? When do you have time to think and to talk? And it didn't used to be that way. You know what they said um, of these kids that do these school shootings and and, and are, are um, sociopaths, all of them were raised in daycare. There, there's another common thread. All of them were on antidepressants, which have a suicide and homicide ideation well known. It just seems to me that over the last um, 
many decades, uh, the, the critical thinking part of our brain is being used less and less. Yes. Um, we feel like forces are beyond our control. Yes. Therefore, we don't really try to do anything to counteract them. You know, this little show that we do is is my little attempt, no matter how small or feeble it might seem at times, to push back against that and yes. to, to, to cause people to, to think about what it is that's directing their traffic, if you will. Um, and, um, if, if we don't do that kind of thing, then we're doomed to a life of, well, really boredom, which I think, yeah, is hell in a sense. That's the, that's to me, that's the long-term, uh, definition of hell. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't, I don't want that for me or anybody I know. Yeah. I think it's even beyond that i think it's peace for me it's peace of mind knowing that i've turned every stone and i've looked at things in a in-depth way so that i'm not taking one person's word for it right but it's becoming harder and harder to do when they're eliminating all of the things right online which is um, where i get a lot of what are, there's a there's another platform other than twitter that Parlor. Yeah. I'm on Parlor and MeWe. Everything I post to Facebook and Twitter, I post to Parlor and MeWe. Okay. And I also blog about it. Is so, it is it pretty good or Well, at least it's a voice and more and more people are using it. You know, Mercola's not on on Facebook anymore. There's a whole bunch of alternative health um, gurus who are not on Facebook. They've they've, you know, X'd them out from there. So well, they censored them. They censored them. Yeah. Now, what is is it? Blaze TV that that's is Glenn the, Beck. Yeah, that's that's another alternative yeah. site where things videos that yeah. have been removed off of YouTube and Facebook, um, different social media. Blaze is another source where you yeah. can still get information. Dell Big Tree has a um, <clears throat> has a, a show called Dell Big Big Tree and the High Wire. And he, um, he has done a lot of investigative reporting. He has done, that's where I, l I learned a lot of my um, information. And he does has great people on there. They're very intelligent, well researched, well read. You know, um, credible people. They're not casting out demons. Uh, like only the one of them so far. <laughs> We're referring to that yeah. doctor that was on the uh, what was that the called? Frontline docs. Frontline docs that. Yes. Um, Spoke on the steps of the Supreme Court. Well, and bless her heart. I mean, she, yeah. they absolutely trashed her. They trashed her, and the, the, the head doctor lost her job, Simone Gold. I know she did. I saw her, her on Glenn Beck, yeah. actually. Mm -hmm. Glenn Beck interviewed her and uh, did an interview with her on uh, online somewhere as well as on his TV thing, mm -hmm. and I think one, oh, yeah. I think that was removed as well. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, it was. So I copy them. I except copy on Blaze like TV, right? You can find it. There. I copy them on my phone and put them on my blog, or put them on MeWe or Parlor. Bitshoot mm -hmm. is a good one. 
It's a uh, blockchain, it's, so nobody I'm learning can take some it off. stuff here. Yeah, I am too, and I and I kind of keep up with it. But yeah, it's nice that more and more alternative places are popping up where you can get information, mm-hmm. um, and then it's up to you to verify whether you want to believe it or not. Right. If you don't want to listen to it and you think differently, then take what you want and leave the rest. Yeah, you know, I'm not a doctor. I I can't I can't say well how what exactly is the mechanism by which hydroxychloroquine works. But when I hear enough doctors say, who are not crazy, it, even yeah. one with demons who cast out demons, enough doctors say it, you go, "Okay, maybe there's something to it." And these are credible I don't know what to say about them. I mean, they're they're not on TV. So if they're not on TV, they you know, most people go, "Oh, no, these He's not credible. Or if they're not sweet Dr. Fauci or right. the FDA, who is right. controlled by who knows by what, who knows where. Big pharma, you know. yeah. Yeah, it's... Um, oh, and that's another thing that people are starting to wake up to is, especially the restaurants, you know, people um, in our group, they say, well, if I open my restaurant, they'll take away my license. And you're like, well, if, they don't, if you don't open your restaurant, you're not going to have any customers. Right. Who cares? Well, right. it really is, um, you got to take your part Decide what you feel comfortable doing and do it. Now is the time. Absolutely. More than ever. That brings us to the end of the first hour. We are waiting for our next crew to come in to do the second hour of the Tom Dupree Show, and we'll be focusing on the financial news from the week. And I think we've got a full round table again, so hopefully it'll be um, a good conversation to educate, guide, and empower you to make good decisions in your financial part of your life. We thank you for listening to this hour. Sally, thank you for being on the show today. You're welcome. It was my pleasure. And we'll be back in just a few minutes.